It's Let's Go, so let's go as we continue here. I'm Jim Gray along with Larry Fitzgerald. We just heard from Tom Brady. Larry, let's start with what you saw yesterday in in Brady's game. Uh, The Rams came out and really just won basically in all phases of the game. Seems that they were much more physical and and they had just a terrific uh, offensive plan and, and were very proficient. Well, Jim, it was it was fascinating to be able to watch, you know, Matthew Stafford really be able to control that game. Sean McVay, when he gets in the rhythm with the screens and, and the draws and the, the off tackle runs, the misdirection really sets up the play action. And it was really nice to see Matthew Stafford be able to have command so quickly that offense. You know, they took deep shots with Deshaun Jackson, were able to work the, the middle of the field with Cooper Cup. I mean, they, they really had command of the game. What matters in week three? I think you just want to be able to make progress from week in to week out. Um, you want to be able to put consistent efforts on all three phases of the game. Um, you just have to continue to build the blocks, you know, to a championship outcome that you want at the end of the year. And I think, you know, when you evaluate yourself after three weeks, you know, if you're healthy, you just want to be able to continue to do those things. So guys kind of know that you just don't want to eliminate yourself during September and October. You want to be playing in, in January and February. You can't take yourself out of the running. Can you see incremental progress while it's happening or while you're in it? Are you just too close to the process? No, absolutely. I mean, every single week you can see the things that have been exploited by your team and the things that you do really well. You want to build on the things that you're doing well. If you're running the football well, you want to continue to run the football well. If you're giving up too many big yards, big explosive plays in the passing game, you want to be able to stop those things because if you don't, they'll be exploited every single week. And so when you evaluate the whole team, the things that you're doing well, the things that you're not, you want to just be moving towards the direction of filling the holes of the mistakes that you're making and continue to have success with the things you're doing well. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA! Larry, as we move on from the Rams game, uh, just a terrific game last night between the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers was given 37 seconds, and he just went straight down the field, and afterwards he said, how can you not be romantic about football? Um, I guess you fall in love when you win like that. And boy, there's a fine line between love and hate. There's nothing romantic for the 49ers now. As I watch the game unfold um, late in the fourth quarter, I'm really I'm scratching my head. I mean, Devontae Adams is a first team all pro performer over the last few years, scored the most touchdowns in, in, in all the league last year. If anybody's going to beat me, I'm not going to allow that guy to to beat me. I mean, he makes two decisive catches to be able to get them down in the field goal range. I mean, you have to limit the team's best players. And uh, I don't think the 49ers did a good enough job of of taking him away late in that game when you know know he's coming to them. And do you think they may have thought he was disabled because he took quite a hit and he came right back into the game? And when you take a hit like that and you've been on the receiving end of many of them, do you feel as though you got to – go do something now right away to get your own confidence back after taking that type of a hit? Well, you know, playing receiver in the National Football League, those type of things are going to happen. I was surprised that they let him come back in the game so quickly after being down. But, you know, he showed in those, those that final drive that he was fully cognitive and, and was able to process everything and make plays that were essentially the most important of the game. Do you know when you're concussed? Absolutely. I mean, there's a difference between being, you know, knocked unconscious and then just having some, you know, your bell rung and you play and you, and you get hit. I mean, it, it happens, you know, you, you kind of see the SARS a little bit, but I don't think he was in a, in a place where he couldn't process what was going on. You know, I bet you he probably definitely saw some stars, though. When you go underneath the hood in that tent, can you fake it? 
Can you beat it? No, Jim, you can't because they do a baseline test and they do the baseline test usually in the spring during minicamp when you're, you know, haven't been tackled for a few months in the off season. They put you through these, these, uh, actually your children's birth dates and, you know, where did you and your wife meet and all these questions that you are able to naturally How answer. How do you answer you that know? six wives later? Do you ask him this one? <laughs> Jim, I see you're a little flustered right now catching birds in your house, man. <laughs> 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 dead bird. That dead bird. You, I'm, I'm disgusted with you. You made Fran pick the bird up, though, Jim. I mean, what, what kind of what kind of man makes his wife pick up a dead bird in the house when you leave the door open for bird to fly in? That's 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 not that's not the guy I know and love. You've got to understand. I'm busy working with you. Work comes first. <laughs> Bird's dead. What's it gonna do? Pick it up. Throw it away. Let's go. We got a show. Back to the baseline. When you're answering those questions, continue, Larry. Pardon the interruption. No, you know, it's those questions are easy to answer when you're sitting in, uh, you know, in the facility in April. But when you're under duress, you're, you're hot, you're tired, you're sore, um, you're seeing stars, you're not feeling yourself. It becomes a little bit more difficult. So to answer your question, no, you can't you can't fudge it. So, Larry, I'm perplexed by what happened with the Chargers and Coach Staley uh, at the end of the game, uh, even though they beat Kansas City. If you took the last minute of that game, I would think you would show that to every coach around the country and say, folks, this isn't how you do this. They went for it on fourth and four. They went for it on fourth and nine. They get bailed out by a pass interference. They go down. They move the ball. They're throwing the ball. They don't allow Kansas City to burn off their final timeout. The only way they can lose the game, the only way they can lose the game is if they score with enough time on the clock so that Kansas City gets it back. They end up scoring a touchdown, still a lot of time left. They miss the extra point. So they could have lost the game that all they had to do was fall on the ball inside the five or kick the field goal before and not go for it. Everything worked out, so everything's going to be fine today. But gosh, wow. Uh, if you want to ta have a learning experience, there's an awful lot to learn just by showing what he did. And don't ever do that again. Yeah, I mean, when, when you're sitting back and you have the luxury of kind of watching it on TV, seeing how things are going, um, you know, it's much easier. But there were some plays that I, I didn't understand. I would have ran the ball much more uh, effectively to make sure that Kansas City did not have any timeouts as the game, uh, you know, concluded. And so when they didn't run the football, a couple of the fourth down, um, you know, attempts, I, did, I didn't like the way it progressed. But, you know, they, they came out with the win, Jim. And, you know, it's always better. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. When you win a game, you know, it's a lot easier to coach the mistakes and be able to build on that. And, you know, what I have learned about the Chargers is they have a phenomenal young quarterback and they have some fantastic skilled players who are able to make plays in clutch situations. And, you know, I, I would want to build on those, those positives. A lot to build on. And he's a terrific quarterback. And I think he's going to be a terrific coach, but there was there was just an awful lot of brain lapses going on there yesterday, but they came out with the win. Let's Go is brought to you by Morton's. Celebrate your next special occasion with Morton's the Steakhouse. Morton's is the prime place to take your someone special for that perfect steak and an unrivaled dining experience. Visit mortons.com for reservations. That's mortons.com. Much more with Let's Go and Larry Fitzgerald. Larry's a Pittsburgh guy. We saw what happened with the Steelers yesterday. He's got some thoughts on that. Stay with us right here on Sirius XM. 
This is former NFL linebacker and current LA Rams broadcaster, Kirk Morrison, here to tell you that my football podcast, Total Coverage, it's back for an all new season. Each week, I'm joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with both subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring. With Ring, you're always home. Protect your whole home with a video doorbell, security cameras, and an award-winning alarm. You can install yourself. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on a Ring Alarm home security kit today. That's ring.com slash let's go. Well, the bell may be tolling for Big Ben Roethlisberger. After the game, pointed the thumb at himself and said, I'm not going to point any fingers. And it's been a rough few weeks here, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, for Ben Roethlisberger. Been a great quarterback, but it looks like the end of the line uh, isn't too far away. And I know we don't want to rush to any judgments with a great player just three weeks into the season. Uh, but coming off of last year and the injury and, and now what we're seeing, uh, what's your assessment? Well, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is doing him any favors. When you ask a 38-year-old quarterback to drop back 58 times in the game, um, you only rush the football 15 times, you're not doing anything to, to protect him, um, to give him the opportunity to be able to make good decisions with the football and, and find open receivers. And I think they got to do a better job of that. I mean, you look back two weeks when they played against the Buffalo Bills, they went to Buffalo a very, very difficult place to play and really beat the Buffalo Bills handily. And we're talking about a team who, uh, you know, had one of the best records in football last year and is returning most of those starters. And so, you know, two weeks removed from that, um, you know, obviously they're missing T.J. Watt, which is a, it's a huge, um, you know, problem because he's a premier pass rusher in the National Football League. But they have to do a better job with Ben and giving him opportunities in the run game. Um, you know, 58 attempts is just too much, Jim. It's too much. He's getting hit too much. And, um, you know, I just don't like the way it's going. Well, you, you raise a couple of interesting points here. Is 38 years old, old for a quarterback or just for a receiver? Absolutely not. I mean, look at Tom Brady's, <laughs> what he's doing um, in his early 40s, um, still playing at a tremendously high level. I, I don't think the age has anything to do with it. Um, well, I just you were the one that said he was a 38-year-old quarterback. No, you just said Jim, it. He's, he's, in, he's in his 18th season. Uh, he's taken too many hits is what I, was what I'm getting at. Um, and, and you look around the league and there's been quarterbacks that have played into their 40s at a high level. Um, Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old um, and he's playing at the league level. And I think Ben still physically can get it done. He just needs some help. Why are you defending Ben today? What is it that you're hearing that you don't like? They're taking shots at his ability, and I don't think it has anything to do with his ability. Um, ben still has one of the most live arms in the game. Um, he's able to extend play still with his feet when he needs to, but um, he's just under duress right now. And um, if you look at the stats on the most hit quarterbacks in the league, he's high on that list, and that's never good. As we continue here on Let's Go, I'm Jim Gray along with Larry Fitzgerald. Any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's United Wholesale Mortgage at findamortgagebroker.com. If somebody might be moving, it could be Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Things haven't gone too well, and 
he just came out yesterday after the game and and said, you can't make this up. It's just that bad. What's going on there, and how come poor Justin Fields, uh, who gets his first start, uh, had no chance, and the game plan that was designed uh, either was designed for him to fail or was just plain awful? Take your pick, Larry. Yeah, I don't think it was properly executed. And, um, you know, it's, you know it's bad when opposing defensive players are, you know, kind of questioning the play calling on the offensive side. I mean, Miles Garrett set a franchise record yesterday. Um, and, and overall, the Browns' defense was really dominant. Um, they made it difficult to run the football, and obviously they couldn't push the ball down the field at all. Anytime you give up nine sacks, we're not even counting the amount of times he was hit. Um, you know, in his first start, you know, they just have to do a better job. They have to be able to get him outside of the pocket, throwing it on the run, um, because, you know, what he did at Ohio State, you know, that's that's just some of the things he had a lot of success with. They have to be able to put him in those situations where he can get out of the pocket, especially if they're not going to be able to protect him when he's sitting back there. Can a good coach just be dealt a bad hand or do you get exposed that you're not a good coach when things like this happen? Jim, I don't necessarily believe he's been dealt a bad hand. I mean, he, he was able to get the quarterback that he desired in the draft this year uh, to build his system around a young talent to Justin Fields. And he hasn't to this point shown me that, um, you know, he knows exactly how to utilize that talent that he, he drafted in the first round. Um, you know, having him sitting stationary in the pocket, um, not getting him out, you know, using his legs and allowing him to run the football. I don't think you're putting him in best position to be successful. And, um, you know, until that changes, you know, we'll see. You know, it's a riveting conversation like this, Larry, and you talking about all this stuff means that if you haven't heard the entire episode, let's go with Larry Fitzgerald. It's available wherever you stream podcasts. So you can subscribe today. Larry insists that you give us a five-star rating and you can leave us a review. You can also interact with us, ask the show some questions, and you can email them to us at letsgo at SiriusXM.com. Why do you insist on a five-star rating? Jim, that's the only way. We go off like the Michelin star. You get, you get, you know, the more stars you get, the better, the better. Jim, I got a question for you, Jim. Fire away. You know, I thought would have been really, really tasteful uh, yesterday during the Ravens and Lions game, during the halftime presentation when Calvin Johnson was presented his ring for Hall of Fame induction the fans were booing if they would have presented calvin johnson with you know one of those big checks for 1.6 million dollars that they that they took from him after he retired like imagine the cheers they would have received you know i that what do you think about that i agree with you it was a missed opportunity by the ford family uh, yeah. calvin has uh, repeatedly uh said he'd come back to the organization he didn't like that his bonus was taken away uh Gave everything he had to that franchise, was obviously a great player, now in the Hall of Fame. That would have been a magnanimous gesture to correct something that has been wrong for a long time. He should be involved with the organization. He should be involved forever uh, with the Lions. And uh, it was a missed opportunity. And uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, Mrs. Ford got booed, and uh, it was ugly. I think it was a missed opportunity as well, Jim. But I do have one more question with you, Jim. Have, how often do you ever see owners, you know, in particular Jim Ursay from the Indianapolis Colts, you know, really put Carson Wentz on the hot seat? You know, I know he's dealt with injuries and, and his stance on COVID, but, you know, not often do you actually hear owners really kind of, um, you know, question their players in, in that manner. You really don't. And I find it refreshing because, you know, you get to a point in your life, and, and Jim Ursay's at that point. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, he's in complete control of that franchise. Uh, he certainly has had his ups and downs throughout his life uh, and, and, and dealt with that. 
And you get to the point where, you know what? Speaking honestly and forthright should be deemed a badge of honor and shouldn't be congratulated for brushing your teeth, okay? He said his honest feelings. It's so rare that we hear that. And uh, I compliment and, and, and I commend uh, Jim Irsay for doing that. I'm sure that the players won't like it, and I'm sure that Carson Wentz won't like it. But you know what? Look, all of these guys are big enough to dish it out. They better be able to take it. I disagree with you. I, I would have loved for that to be handled in, in-house. It's been very easy for him to get on the team playing after that game and be able to have a conversation with him and tell him how disappointed he is and that he needs him to be better. And I think it would have gone a lot further than admonishing him publicly when he's battling through an injury that he very easily could have set out this week. Um, and, and so I, I just think in terms of the long-term productivity, um, being able to give that confidence to your players, I think he might have done them a great disservice. I think you're right about that, but I'm taking it from a media standpoint and a fan standpoint, and the fans will be interested in hearing this, knowing that the owner you know, has the feelings that they do, and they want this to be better. As far as Jim Irsay is concerned and now having to deal with players, you're probably 100% right that it should have been handled in-house. But you know what? Nothing's in-house anymore because everything gets out. And so had he had a private conversation, then we'd have had it from some source or we'd have heard it from one of these uh, terrific guys on television, Adam Schefter, Jay Glazer. Uh, somebody would have brought the information to us. So in this instance, there is no there is no person reporting it. It's coming straight from Irsay's mouth. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that both of our points are really accurate and right. Um, the fans probably want to hear what Jim Irsay had to say from Jim Irsay and the players and what's best for the organization. You're probably uh, exactly right. But it really hasn't been uh, this many owners in the news uh, as we have had. Uh, we just talked about Mrs. Ford. Uh, you're talking about Jim Irsay. And Eli Manning's number 10 jersey was retired at halftime. And John Mara, uh, who's highly respected and very much a, a, a premier figure in ownership in the National Football League, he was booed by Giants fans uh, at the ceremony. What did you make of that? Yeah, I, I thought it, I didn't like it. Um... You know, he's done a great job with that organization for many, many years, multiple championships, um, you know, very active in that community. Um, they're going through a rough patch and they're not playing good football right now. Um, they lost yesterday to a very, very bad Atlanta Falcons team as well. Um, but they play better than them. They're still not using Saquon in the manner I feel like they need to be um, using them in. Um, but I don't think he deserved to be booed, especially not during that time as they're honoring the great Eli Manning. John Mara's done an awful lot in the Mara family, obviously, for the Giants over the years, and they have won Super Bowls, and, it, and it's been a rough patch. Uh, there, there hasn't been uh, what fans in New York not only demand and want, but, uh, you know, they feel that, that they're entitled to. Uh, so being booed by, by New York fans kind of comes along with the territory, but I just thought that this was harsh, and, and it was the wrong time, uh, and it should not have been. But I remember... I remember very vividly uh, uh, a retirement ceremony uh, as well. Joe Lacob for, for, for Golden State. And Rick Barry had to jump in and say, hey, stop it. Give this man a break. Don't do this now. And uh, so perhaps these moments uh, are just kind of come with the territory. They just If you're in ownership and you're not winning, 
uh, people get to express their feelings because they're paying all this money to come see a team and they want to see victory. Yeah, you're right. You're right in that regard. The fans do want to see wins. You're an owner. You're going to get booed here pretty soon? You don't take the I Suns hope. back to the finals? I hope not, Jim. I hope not. We've got a great team coming back starting starting camp today. As we continue with Larry Fitzgerald, Let's Go is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey. Play your favorite online slots or table games like blackjack, roulette, and so much more with over 700 games to choose from. Only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Larry, we got a big game this weekend. Uh, yes, we talked do. to Tom yes, about it a bit earlier. At least in my lifetime, I don't remember a regular season game like this. Babe Ruth returns to Boston, okay? That's what this is the equivalent of. Uh, obviously, different circumstances, but that type of figure going back to a place where he had all of this success. What's your assessment of this game and everything surrounding it? Well, I'm excited. I'm going to be glued to the TV, watching every single thing, the reactions, Tom's mood. Uh, I'm, I'm really I'm really excited to watch it. You know, the Patriots are not the Patriots we have become accustomed to. Tampa's clearly a better football team, um, you know, after getting blown out of the water, um, you know, yesterday by the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, so I think they'll be overmatched. But I, I just wonder how Tom will feel emotionally. And it's going to be so many uh, 12 jerseys in that stadium. And I can only imagine, you know, just how many ticket requests he's going to be hit with. But uh, Joe, I, I know Tom's going to be fired up for this game, man. He's going to be fired up, ready to go, especially after the loss out in L.A. I mean, he's going to be ready. I, I'm, I can't wait to watch it. Larry, so we're going to pick that game. That's one of our uh, three picks on the season. You're three and three. I'm two and four. Uh, so you go first. Uh, Patriots at home against uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win. All right, I'll go along I'll go along with that. I'll take Tampa as well. Next game, the Panthers are at the Cowboys. Who do you like in that one, Larry? I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Jim, they have played really really well. Uh, you know, I'm really happy to see Sam Darnold be able to take advantage of his second opportunity. Um, I know they'll be without Christian McCaffrey this week, but the way they've been able to to move the ball and that defense has been surprisingly effective. I, I I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I'm going against you. I'm going with the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? I'm going with Dak and 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 Dallas. Jim, you know uh, final are, game. Uh, Jim, you know they're you know they're 0 seven in the last primetime games they've played. I understand all the statistics and how many times has the man before us told us no week matters from the other week, no year matters from the other year. So you're going to go back into some historical data, which is all well and good. Uh, and fantastic, but it'll have zero meaning for any of those people who are out there playing this game that night. Yes, sir. You're right about that. Rams at home against your Cardinals. Who do you like in that one? Jim, I'm not far enough removed to go against my boys down in Arizona. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Cardinals going out there and getting the 4-0. By the way, Larry, uh, of the five teams left that are undefeated, the Rams will face the Cardinals, so somebody will drop out there. Of those teams, the Raiders, Denver, Rams, Cardinals, and Panthers – Who's the most legitimate threat to win a Super Bowl? I mean, if you if you were picking one team right now, you would have to go with the Rams just because of, you know, the fashion of victories they've had. But, you know, the Cardinals and with Kyler Murray have the most dynamic player um, out of all of those five teams at quarterback, you know, with what he's able to accomplish with his arm and his feet um, and his intangibles. Um, and so, I mean, on paper, you got to pick the, the Rams, but, you know, it's hard to bet against Kyler. I agree with that. The Rams, I would say, uh, stand out. Raiders, playoff team? Absolutely, Jim. Absolutely. Uh, Derek Carr has really looked good over the first three weeks of the season. Um, defensively, I love their pass rushers. They absolutely accost the teams 
um, you know, quarterbacks week in and week out. I like the way they're able to run the football. Um, you know, they just look really balanced, you know, across the board uh, in all three phases. And the other three teams, Denver, Cardinals, Panthers, playoffs? Yeah, I think all of them could make the playoffs, Jim. Um, how, how do you – so you're going to have the Raiders, Denver, no, hold on, hold Kansas on, hold City, on, hold on. and the Chargers? The whole, the whole division's going to the playoffs? Really? The AFC West right now through three weeks of the season is, is the strongest is division in football. And you look Are, at all is every team teams, in that division going to the playoffs? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We Who are you long, cutting out? A long way to go. Well, you um, said Denver's right. going. You said the Raiders are going. Last week you said the Chargers no, 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 are going. And no, Kansas no. City, you're picking to go to the Super Bowl. So who's not going to make it now? It's too early, Jim. It's too early. Too early to pick my team right now. I, too I'm early still, in the I'm morning, still, maybe for you to be no, taping this no, show. Jim, I'm still. I'm still. I'm still picking the Chiefs to to come out of the AFC. Um, I I just believe that. Uh, no, I pick I picked the Titans to come out of the AFC. Actually, didn't I? Yes, but you said it would be the Titans against the Chiefs. Yeah. Jim, I'm, I'm still sticking with the Chiefs. I think they they played a couple rough games. Uh, you know, I still think they have a dynamic play caller, Andy Reid, and some of the best offensive skill players in the National Football League. They'll they'll get their situation together. They're just too talented not to. Um, but if you're talking about great divisions, the AFC West is phenomenal. Um, they got some really really good football being played in that division right now. Larry, as always, appreciate your time. Great to talk to you. Have a great week. Lots of birdies. And uh, I'll get the birdie out of my house. You go get some on the course. And uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. I look forward to it, Jim. Great to be with you. Have a, grown, have a wonderful week. Thanks to our producer, Andy King, filling in for Snake, who's over running in the marathon in Berlin. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And to our sponsors, USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Del Frisco's. And Golden Nugget Online Casino. Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Talk to you again next Monday night right here on Sirius XM.